can gun education counter violence but also help empower minorities? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely, lovely Eastern Indiana. Folks, are you ready to recharge your heart health with a natural supplement that will boost nitric oxide and help energize your body? If so, and you want to join the thousands of others who are helping improve their circulation, lowering their blood pressure, getting better sleep, and by the way, gentlemen, improving their sexual health, hint, hint, wink, wink, visit CardioMiracle.com, use code TBNS for 15% off your order. Join the tens of thousands of folks out there who are improving their heart health for the better. Yours truly included, because yes, the Cardio Miracle difference is in fact real. One more time, CardioMiracle.com, code TBNS for 15% off your order. And oh, by the way, 100% money back guarantee, so you quite literally have nothing to lose. Cardio Miracle, the best heart health supplement in the world. All right, let's dig into Today's conversation, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation, frankly, because today's guests bring a lot of energy to the table, which uh, I'm excited about because usually I'm the one bringing all the energy, but joining us today to talk about uh, Second Amendment rights and how to help protect individuals, not just uh, individuals from outside threat, but other threats as well. Alicia Garcia, welcome here to The Brian Nichols Show. How are you doing? Good job with that. I, I know I had to work on it a little bit to make sure I didn't goof, but uh, you, you coached me. Yeah, you coached me beforehand, Alicia. Thank you. How are you? And welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. I'm fantastic. I'm exhausted, but I'm fantastic. You can't tell. Honestly, your energy levels here are, are rivaling mine, which I would say for my audience, they're like, wow, somebody on Brian's level from the energy standpoint, God help us as the audience listening today. But no, I'm just teasing. This is going to be a really exciting episode because you're doing a lot of work specifically in the world of helping empower individuals against outside threats, namely by empowering them as people to protect themselves, right? Let's talk about that. What are some of the things that you're doing in the world of the Second Amendment, helping educate folks, enlighten folks, and inform folks? Hi. Um, Hi. So everybody always thinks I licked a a frog laced with crack because I'm so high energy. So it's funny that you're the same way most people think I'm crazy. And they're like, (laughs) what are you on? I'm like, life. It's called called life. It's called joy. Hi, I'm Alicia Garcia. I am a Colorado native. I am the plaintiff against uh, Jared Polis in the state of Colorado in conjunction with Rocky Mountain. Oh, there they are. Rocky Mountain Gun Owners Association. And my attorneys are Mountain States Legal Foundation. And we are suing the state of Colorado in regards to the three-day waiting period to uh, retain your firearm. So... All good stuff. And you're you're helping educate people about firearms. You're helping empower people with firearms. That's where I really am looking forward to today's conversation. But you you did tease one piece of this to, to start off the conversation. You're suing the state of Colorado. You're stu- uh, suing Jared Polis. Yes, the uh, so-called most libertarian governor out there. Pff, okay. Um, but with that being said, Alicia, I, I would love to hear... What's the context behind this? How did you get to the point where you're now having to sue the state of Colorado? I'm sick of it. Mm. That's basically what it is. And sometimes, you know, in in the world, 
you know, if you're not, if you're not doing something to make a difference, you're actually hindering change. Mm. And for me, it's like, well, you know, I, when I first got into the gun industry, it was because I love guns because I, I was seeing an issue with people uh, giving misinformation to women, to other people about what guns are, etc. And I thought, okay, well, my perspective is needed. I have a voice. I'm going to use it. And the more I delved into the, you know, world of the second amendment and world of freedom, I realized how much wasn't being done, how lazy and apathetic the second amendment community really is, mm. how a lot of people in the second amendment community, I'm talking about corporations, big brands, all these people that advocate personalities that advocate for guns that make their money off guns that profit off of being cool on the internet and having guns and having gun products. They all love guns, but nobody wants to preserve the right to protect guns. <laughs> so it's like, okay, uh, you guys are completely apathetic. And it, I got sick of it. And I said, well, if nobody else is going to do it. I guess I'm going to have to do it. If there's not a road, I'm going to, you know, pave one. If there's not a door, I'm going to, you know, build one. So here we are. Here you are. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's, let's dig into a little bit more about this, this particular case and a little bit more about what your average voter in Colorado faces, your average citizen in Colorado faces for that matter. So for folks maybe who are in more of your traditional red states, this might be a little alien to them. So give us a little bit of context there, Alicia. What, what does it look like if you're a, a gun owner in Colorado and why is this such an issue? Well, Colorado has a very, very high rate of homelessness mm. here. A lot, uh, a huge rate of, well, I think they just allotted almost $50 million for a homeless campaign here in Colorado to house homeless and whatever here. But there's also a very huge issue of mental health. There's a huge issue of crime. There's a huge issue of basically the city and the state attacking. And when I say the city, I'm talking about the city and county of Denver. And Boulder also, I can include Boulder in that. But um, they're basically doing everything that they can to prevent citizens like myself from being able to protect themselves, you know, inside and outside of their home. And it's to the point where they have banned, the city and county of Denver has banned concealed carry on any property and or parks locations owned by the city and county of Denver. Wow. And I want people to be in understanding about this. Where do, where do you think a girl like me, um, I'm, you know, I'm single, I have no kids, I'm attractive, I'm very small, I'm like 4'11 for all of you guys out here, my feet are dangling over here, okay, <laughs> I'm a tiny little lady, and, you know, I'm not half bad looking, and I have, you know, I like to walk my dogs, I like to go to parks, I like to do things, where do you think rape happens the most for someone like me, in places like that, right. in places like parks, in places that, you know, somebody would need a place to pre pre prevent uh, prevent something violent from happening to them. And, you know, people think that there's all these alternate solutions. What do you think is going to equalize someone like me from defending themselves against three men that are much larger than me, that have larger arm span, that have much more strength, that they decide that they want to attack me? And I think people don't understand that there is no rationale to why crime happens. Hmm. Bad guys don't care about laws they don't care about you know oh well, that's illegal or why would somebody want to do that you're not talking about people that are using lucid minds these are people that are liking crime they get joy out of it 
they're going to continue. And the only way they're going to stop is if somebody actually physically stops them. Yeah, no, you're that's you're, what my concern is. Well, you're spot on, Alicia, right? And and this kind of goes into where I think a lot of folks are starting to maybe for the first time in 2023, 2022, really open their eyes to what actually is behind the the two A argument, right? And and we saw we saw back in 2020 when the, the the blue cities were letting the mostly peaceful but fiery protests take uh, take part. I was in Philadelphia. I lived there for seven years. I saw it firsthand. You mentioned Denver. You're seeing it firsthand on your end. This is something that your average person, I think, is starting to wake up to saying you know what, maybe I shouldn't just be deferring to the powers that be. My uh, my my police department, my sheriff's department, I don't know if I can rely on them to quote-unquote protect me, right? And this kind of goes back to what you're you're talking about, this idea of anyone, whether it's me, six foot five, 270 pound weightlifting guy, or you, four foot 11, pretty lady. Like who who, who should be able to defend themselves? Everybody, right? That seems to be the no, the, the the no duh answer. And yet, there are so many folks, Alicia, who are, are are focused on keeping this conversation going in the negative, saying, "No, you don't need to have a gun. Why? Why dare you say you need to have a you gun? Don't Just need a gun. You need two. Well, you need there you go. So, <laughs> talk, well, and, and like, I guess help help the folks out there who are listening, who just they don't get it. Help walk through. Why this idea of self-preservation? Why this idea of being able to defend yourself, despite the fact that there are authorities right out there that should, again, be able to defend you? Why is that the argument? Why is that the mentality? Well, it's called apathy, and it's called ignorance, it's called propaganda, and it's called turning off your TV and stop listening to the boxes and the voices on the TV tell you how to think and think for yourself. Um, Let me tell you, I hear from way too many small business owners who are fed up with their outdated IT that just can't keep up anymore. And that's why our sponsors at Serpent Networks have solutions designed specifically to help small and medium businesses turn technology into an asset, not a liability. Their strategic solution aligns to your goals so you get efficiency and productivity firing on all cylinders. If you need to get out of the IT stone age, visit serpentnetworks.com and schedule a free consultation. Serpent will customize a plan to make your IT a profit driver. One more time, Serpent Networks, your IT problem solvers. Here in Colorado, I think it was on Larimer Street, like 22nd, 21st in Larimer. It was actually the cops that shot into a crowd of people and it's technically considered a mass shooting. And they shot civilians on the street because a other civilian that was on the street was rumored to have been in possession of a firearm. Now, last time I checked, owning a firearm isn't a crime. It's actually a natural and civil right. Um, but the police officers here, sitting county of Denver, shot into a crowd of people and shot a whole bunch of bystanders. And those are the police that you think are the only ones who should be having guns for protection. And yeah, let's just think about that. And why hasn't that made national news? Why aren't people talking about that? Where's the outrage? for the fact that cops shot people in their city mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, more of a, oh my God, a travesty like it should be because it doesn't fit the narrative of disarming the citizens. And it's just, it baffles me that people think that right to survive means that people are going to fight fair. Right. Honestly. Um, everybody that's telling you to 
not have a gun, that guns are bad, are all protected by guns. And what I don't understand is why they feel that their life is more valuable to protect than mine. Or why they think that I don't have the same right when it's guaranteed not by the Constitution. The Constitution only supports my natural right to self-defense. When I was born, I had a natural right to self-defense. Every creature on this planet has tools of self-defense. Nobody's telling the porcupine not to be spiny. Nobody's talk telling the lion not to have teeth and claws. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There is there's this misunderstanding that because we're humans, that we are not animals and that there is an inherent violence in the world that exists. There is. And I hate to break it to you, but there's nothing anybody is ever going to tell me that is going to ever take the fight out of me enough to let anybody dictate how I protect myself or the people I love. It's not ever going to happen. And it's time that people start understanding that they think they're convicted. There's people like me out here. We're way more convicted and we're way more patient. I don't believe in compromise. I think it's the dumbest word I've ever heard. It means lowering my standard of how I feel I should be treated in a scenario to appease somebody else. It's not going to happen here, buddy. So it's time people start waking up and valuing themselves enough to love themselves and their families enough to respect my choices because I don't need their permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dig into this a little bit more, Alicia, because where, where this conversation's going, it's actually interesting to me because you're making an amazing argument for why women specifically should go out and own a firearm at the very firearms. least, right? Yeah. Right. At the very least too, for self-protection. <laughs> <laughs> something right just anything but at the very least right like ladies because bio biology is a thing right we understand that men uh -huh. have a physical advantage when it comes to oh, yeah. women right that's just i've been in a situation where i had i was completely disarmed i had no weapons and which is very unusual i'll you know that conversation will be had oops i had like a little glitch here oh you're good we had a glitch we had a glitch um I was in a situation where I was literally in the presence of a man who was probably three times my size. I'm 4'11", I'm 150 pounds of all this. His arm reach, literally the reach of his arm was longer than probably my torso and my head. And his hands were so big, all he needed to do was reach over to me and he could choke me out with one hand and crush my windpipe. Do you understand what that's like as a woman to have to level that playing field? What about people that are handicapped? What about people that are, you know, elderly? Those people are extremely vulnerable. And th those are the most vulnerable of our society. What about them? What about those people that see them and say, you know what? You know, COVID happened and this, this was a real scenario. This was a, a real scenario that happened in my life. I have family that my parents, I, I I say that they live in a raisin ranch is what I call it. My parents sold their house and went and moved into like an adult, like an age appropriate community for old folks that they can. It's like a little sorority for old people. It's crazy to me. But if I'm a bad guy, OK, during covid and let me keep let me put this in perspective for you. My mother is probably the most democratic human being on the planet. We are the antithesis of each other. OK. So I am nothing like my mother. My mother is very much the lady who thinks 
why do you need a 30 round magazine? Is a deer going to shoot back? That's my mom. So yeah, when COVID happened, I thought, okay, you're seeing all these people getting looted. You're seeing stores getting looted. You're seeing businesses being ransacked. There's a lot of violence that happens when people become desperate. And when people become desperate, they look for any way to get a way up. All, all law and order goes out the window when someone needs something, then you have it. And to me, it's like, okay, you're an old person. You live in old people community. If I'm a bad guy and look at this apartment here, I know this community is full of old people. I could literally break into this ground floor apartment, overpower, murder, rape, kill, whatever I want to, How it, what this old person or these older people in here. And now I can squat because I know there's medication in there. I know there's resources in there. There's water. Nobody's going to bother me, right? A lot of those older people don't really have people that visit them and check on them also. So it's like, okay, what about those people? Right. What about those people? How are they going to fight? And it's it's literally a, a issue of survival. How am I going to fend for my family? Do you know how to hunt? Do you know how to find food? You know, do you know how to defend your children if you're one woman and you're in the possession of... In, in the watchful eye of three children. And now there's pedophiles that are running the streets and people are like, oh, that's insane. That wouldn't happen. It's happening right now. It's literally happening outside of your door. There are communities of people out here that are targeting children. There are people that are sex trafficking children in Target. What are we doing, <laughs> right? Like as a society, what are we doing? And then this is the part that just drives me crazy, Alicia, is that then, despite making the case here that ladies, yes, you should be armed, I see organizations like Moms Demand Action. And I mean, Alicia, elephant in the room, right? It seems like some of the most vocal voices standing out against the right to defend yourself happens to be the very folks who should be screaming the loudest saying, we have the right to defend, to defend ourselves. Help me make it make sense. These people and I aren't that different. And I want I mm. want to be very clear about that. They want to feel safe. So do I. And I think what needs to happen is people need to get out of their echo chambers and start having real conversations with these people and be willing to have adult conversations without, you know, making fun of each other, without insulting each other, without being childish. Have mature conversations about what safety really looks like. Because I look at places like Colorado, my home, Denver, and them spending $48 million on a plan to help the homeless. And then I think about all the children that are dying in schools in Colorado because they are in gun-free zones. And I ask myself, do you know how many retired operators, level two, level, you know, tier one, tier two, three operators? And when I say that, I mean people that have you know, tactile military and law enforcement backgrounds that would love to be employed at schools and strapped up, armored up, and making sure that nobody is messing with their children, that would have the ability to put up specific boundaries and security measures in place and would give their life to protect the most innocent, most precious asset that we have. And yet we're spending $48 million on housing homeless people. Wow. And am I, do I hate the homeless? No, I don't. I actually would like people to have 
more consideration for a lot of the veterans that are homeless that need mental health and help those people. I do. However, it's not at the cost of taxpayers or my children. I don't value anything other than our children at the highest degree. I don't have children. I'm not a mother, but I love the children of the world. I, the children are our future. And let, let, let us be reminded right now that we did not inherit this land from our ancestors. We are borrowing it from our children. So what are we leaving for them? We're not giving them a place to inherit that they are safe. And if we're spending money like this to protect something, a demographic of people, why is it not the children first? It makes me wonder what the agenda is that our children do not have access to mental health. They do not have access to, you know, confidence building skill sets like archery, like shooting, like de-escalation techniques, like fighting sports, things that would help them build confidence that would teach them to get off their phones, to be engaged, to have a discipline, to understand conflict resolution, to be situationally aware, to have the confidence in themselves in order to value their lives and love themselves enough to want to be successful in life and to, and, to, and to build boundaries and to understand and assess their environments. But we're going to spend taxpayer money on homeless. It just, this is, this is outlandish to me. It makes me think that there is an actual effort on a higher level to indoctrinate our children into standing in line and doing what they're told and basically grooming the fight out of our kids and creating a, a, a culture of people that are fear controlled, complacent, oversensitive, weak minded pushovers. Yes. Okay. Let me just rant for a second because I lived in Philadelphia for seven years. I grew up in northern New York State, not New York City, so folks don't get that confused. So I, I've been able to see both the rural version of the Northeast as well as the very, very urban version of the Northeast. And I can tell anyone listening today, 1000% guarantee this is the reality, is that what Alicia just outlined, that they are they are absolutely trying to, air quotes, uh, educate more, more uh, yes, yeah, school, school the, the self-reliance out of your children. And as, as seeing it, not just from the kids, but then the after, uh, the after effects, right? When, when these kids go to college and then, or, or just go off to real life, you see that there is, there is literally no fight. There is no understanding of problem solving. There is no understanding of how do I adult, right? How do I go from being a child to now having responsibilities to now having uh, you know very real consequences of my actions that maybe were insulated from the the, the your parents or from uh, respective powers that be at your your uh, government schooling system so all of a sudden you see that there are a group of of children now going into the real world as adults who have no idea how to interact in this real world they are entitled they they believe that everything is this instant gratification society when it is the exact opposite and it has set our our generation today up for failure tomorrow and i think what you you highlighted there alicia where we're not you know the folks who are you know taking the land from our ancestors but rather we're the ones who are pre you know, preparing the land for our our kids for the future that's the part that's missing there is this mentality of i am owed this because reasons versus i'm going to work hard 
to achieve, to accomplish, and and then to to maintain this. And there doesn't really seem to be any any real drive behind that mentality in the youth today. It's definitely concerning. And I guess I, I frame it to you, Alicia. What can we do to fix it? People need to start getting involved with their children more and take the phones away from them. And they need to spend time with their elders. I mean, I sound like old fogey, but I really don't give a damn. These kids have no connection with the earth. They have no connection with their highest self, with, you know, good mental health resources like masculine and feminine roles in their life. Like there, there's this androgyny about society that is so competitive and being equal that they forgot what makes them special and unique and the importance of the dichotomy of having, you know, being masculine of the mind and feminine of the heart and having those roles in their life. There's no structure. They, they are being raised by the internet. They're being raised by propaganda. They're not being raised by life experience or wisdom or knowledge or people taking the time out to actually care about these children. Um, it's devastating to me. It's devastating to me to see that parents that do, you know, have relationships with their kids nowadays are letting their kids dictate how they parent instead of parenting and guiding the children and molding that child into a functional, competent, empathetic, you know, awakened individual. And I'm, I don't want you to think when I'm saying awaken, I'm talking about this woke society. I'm talking about awakened with their, they're seeing with their eyes wide open. They're listening with their, they're actively listening. They're guided by their heart. They're using their mind that they are balanced individuals that understand how to function, not only in, you know, with book smarts, but with street smarts, honestly. And I mean, I have, I have a goddaughter um, who I'm extremely very proud of. She is my heart and my soul. She is the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the, I, I was the very first person to behold her when she was born her, she was born cesarean and I'm her godmother. I was there. I, I watched her hand emerge. I was the very first person to lay eyes on my baby girl. Wow. I love her more than life itself. I would do anything. I would go to the ends of the earth and the depths of hell and with all the powers of heaven for her. And I'm very proud to say that she is a very smart and capable young woman, but she's also very close with her family. She also has people in her life that we are very tight knit. She calls me. She doesn't look to the outside world to raise her. She comes home. Yes. She comes to me for wisdom and knowledge. If she wants to learn something, if she's curious about anything in the world, she comes to me because she knows that this is built in absolute trust. There's nothing that she can do that would ever make me stop loving her or ever not support her. There is not a thing she could do. So she knows that she can come to here and gain that knowledge and have that trust and be vulnerable. And these kids are so alienated from empathy, from real bonds these days. It's like, do you know what reactive attachment children are? No. For So let's talk about it. So the body is, the body is a very, very brilliant design. So there's such a thing as reactive attachment children in this world that they don't know what it means to bond, to have, you know, the oxytocin and the serotonin and these chemicals in their body that allow them to bond. So when a child is born, if it is not caressed, cuddled, hot, you know, breastfed, and those chemicals aren't 
exchanging in their bodies. I think it's up to six years old. Their body says, hey, I'm, I'm a machine. There's no need for me to allot this energy to make these chemicals. I'm just going to stop making these chemicals. So then this child becomes this functioning human being that cannot create emotional attachments and bonds to other human beings. And I think about children like that and I look at society and it reminds me of how disassociated they are with real emotion and real love and real empathy and they're not experiencing things in a healthy way. It, it's healthy as a child to feel a little bit of stress. It's healthy as a child to have fear and have to problem solve through certain things. And it's important as children that they are being held and loved and looked in the eye and validated as human beings from the people that they look up to the most by mothers and fathers, from role models. And these, these kids nowadays are being raised by literally their cell phones. And they don't have that sense of connection with society as they should. And this is what happens. Alicia, it, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, um, I I see folks like us having the conversation, and then I see folks out there who are just completely head in the ground. You mentioned the word apathy earlier, and um, that's the thing we're trying to fix here on The Brian Nichols Show. We're trying to, to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about, but to wake people up. And we talk about this in sales. Once you help someone see something that they can't unsee, you've done your mm -hmm. job, or at the very least, you've started to do some of your job, because now... They, once they can't unsee it, now that that seed's been planted, you know that going forward, it's going to be growing, right? There's, there's going to be something that you've planted now in the, the gray matter of their brain that it can't go away. So I think that the challenge for us is to plant more seeds, to help more people Absolutely. see things they can't unsee. So for my final thoughts today, this is why these conversations are so important. Frankly, it's why folks like you, Alicia, going out and having not just these conversations, but also going out and showing people how to, to actually defend yourself and do it in a safe way. You're not doing it just to, to glamorize and sexualize guns. You're doing it because this is how we protect ourselves. We protect our families. And, and you mentioned it. We protect the most innocent among us, and that is our future, our kids. So that's my final thoughts for today, Alicia, as we're wrapping things up. What do you have for us on your end? And also, boomstickbabe.com. I know folks can go ahead and follow you there. Where can folks go ahead and uh, reach out on social media if they want to continue the conversation? Uh, get on Twitter, get on X. That's the most free forum that I'm I'm finding right now. You can see me run my mouth all day long. It's at Boomstick Babe on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at the Boomstick Babe. That is me. You can go to my website, boomstickbabe.com. You can go to my link tree in my Instagram. You could find all my affiliates, all the stuff that I do. There's tons of articles out there about me. There's tons of things that you could read on and hit me up and support what I do if you would like to. And also that this message should really, really go out instead of people that, you know, like me. If you don't like me, if you think I'm crazy, if you think guns are horrible, reach out too. And if you're willing to have an open conversation where we're actually exchanging, you know, thoughts and considerations of each other's mindset, let's see if we can build bridges. I really want to encourage people out there to get out of their echo chambers and start having conversations with people because you're never going to get anywhere if you're sitting in a circle jerk talking to everybody that agrees with you. You have to you have to take some risks and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. So do it. Get out of your circle jerk. Start talking to people, folks. My goodness. Well, with that being said, 
Hopefully y'all got some uh, some value from today's episode. I know I did. So please go ahead, give it a share when you do tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty, Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever it is you get your social medias, you can go ahead and find yours truly. Also, you can go ahead and support the show on video as well as audio versions of the program, video, YouTube, rumblex.com. Uh, we upload, by the way, our entire episodes over to x.com. So be sure to check out the episodes over there. Also, Ben Swan's Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N, uh, great organization, really proud to support them, and I'm really thankful that they support us here at The Brian Nichols Show, and if you are joining us on Sovereign, well, congratulations, you're seeing today's episode before anybody else, that's your Sovereign exclusive, and then over to the podcast version of the show, YouTube Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, wherever it is you get your podcast, just do yourself a favor, hit that download all unplayed episodes after, of course, you've hit the subscribe button to The Brian Nichols Show. And if you are watching us on YouTube or Rumble or any of those other video platforms, subscribe, hit that like button. Also, go to the comments. Let us know your thoughts. How do you look to improve uh, the way you're talking about the Second Amendment, talking about personal uh, autonomy and defense? How are you going out and having these conversations? We want to hear about it. Go down and let us know in the comments. And then with that being said, if you want to support the program, give us a donation over at briannicholshow.com forward slash support. 5, 10, 20, whatever you put into the show, it goes right back into here. Keep the lights on, pay for the studio, and of course, have more guests like Alicia that leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. But with that being said, we're all done for today. So, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Alicia Garcia. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.